You're listening to The Truth With Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, how is everyone doing? This is Michael Studeman, and I want to welcome you to this session with me with The Truth With Studi. I know if you've been an avid listener, you've been wondering, where have you gone, Studi? Well, it's uh, it's been a minute uh, since Easter, right? And But here I am. And if you are listening to the sound of my voice, it's by no accident. God has a word for you. And I'm so glad you have joined me today. I welcome those from Africa, India, Japan, China, and of course here in my home country of the America, the United States of America, and I wanted to share a story with you. So a couple of decades ago, I had a situation dealing with my grandmother that I was very close to was she had a stroke and her son had to help take care of her uh, which was my uncle and uh, to make a long story short on that situation some family issues happened and my uncle had a um, disagreement argument with my mom and then Basically, the last time I had seen him or talked to him, he was uh, very controversial and uh, literally attacked me verbally and almost physically. And we're talking about a man that was 350 pounds plus, six foot two, a retired law enforcement of over 30 something years, but had been plagued by many things so I didn't hold it against him but then my grandmother passed away sometime later but the point of my story what I want to get to is the fact that no no longer than a year later the same uncle called me out of the blue and mind you he was raised by a faith believing man of God my grandfather, a preacher. Um, so my uncle knew. My, knew. my uncle knew the truth. He knew what God could do and things like that. But for whatever reason, he reached out to his youngest nephew. He reached out to me. And he said that his oldest daughter was in the hospital. She had just given birth prematurely to one of her sons. And basically, the doctors, the medical staff, had given no hope for this baby. This baby was not going to make it. There was no hope whatsoever. And my uncle called me, of all people, saying, Michael, I know you're a man of faith. I'm calling you because I need you to pray for a miracle. And so I got off the phone. I grabbed my wonderful wife. And my two children, who were at the time were four and three years old, and there's nothing like the faith of a child. And all I told them was, we need to pray for a baby. 
and we need to pray God heal the baby. And we all get in a circle. We held hands, and I prayed. I prayed for this precious baby. And I could feel and sense the faith of my daughter, who was three, and my son, who was four, and, of course, my wife. And in conjunction, as we prayed, I felt a move in the Spirit that was undeniable, and I knew a miracle had taken place. And it was so amazing that just a few hours later, my uncle called and said, amazing news, the doctors can't explain it. There's been a huge turnaround, a miraculous move of God, and the baby's going to be all right. And of course, the baby went on to be fine and healthy, but I say that because of faith, the power of faith and understanding authority. How did that happen? Well, if we go to Matthew 28, verse 18, we have what's called the Great Commission. This is when Jesus has already been tortured and put to death by the worst um, way that you could be in crucifixion right and then he has come back to life he's rose again and here he is telling his disciples okay here's your purpose and this is in red so if you have one of those bibles it's in red you know it's important because it's the word of god straight from the mouth of the son of god jesus christ verse 18 says and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age and here's what's so important in this that when before he was killed, crucified, and rose from the grave, before that, he had anointed his disciples, sending them out two by two, giving them authority, cast out demons, to lay hands on those that are sick, to, to give sight to the blind, to open the, the ears of the deaf, right? So this was before he died and rose again, that he anointed them to do that. Now, there is this extra power because why he tells them wait upon the lord wait upon the holy spirit because when jesus ascended he had to go back to the father so the holy spirit could come and dwell in his disciples and dwell into the body which has now become what's known as the church and then if you go into acts chapter 2 you can read what happened and it was very powerful it was very awesome because you actually had the full and filling of the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. And so now you've got this amazing combination of this anointing and the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. And then if you look at Mark chapter 16, and when here's Mark's version when he's talking about the Great Commission, and it says later, Basically, Jesus appeared to the 11 disciples as they sat at the table. 
He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes is baptized will be saved. Okay, so he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And then right after this, of course, Jesus ascends. And so again, we have this amazing great commission that we have. What is that? What is that? So as a believer, when we come into agreement and we accept Jesus and we confess our faith and confess him as our Lord and Savior, we come to him in faith, we make him Lord of our lives, and then we ask for that infilling and that baptism of the Holy Spirit that happened in Acts 2, then we become these fully authorized commission saints of God, warriors of God to complete and do this great commission. You don't have to go through seminary school. You don't have to get a degree. You don't have to be licensed. <laughs> you just have to call upon the name of the Lord, be saved, receive the Holy Spirit, and then you too can be like Peter. You too can be like John and James and Thaddeus and these amazing disciples of the Lord who later, all but one, all but John, suffered a martyr death in the name of Jesus. They gave their lives to him because they knew and they understand this is truly the Son of God. I will give my life for him to preach the gospel, to accomplish the Great Commission. But the important thing to know here is that authority that's in the name of Jesus, that we have the same thing that Jesus had when he walked the earth. What is that? We have him in us through the Holy Spirit. We are his ambassadors. So the word that we carry and we do it in his name contains all the authority because what did he say back in Matthew 28? He says in verse 18, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So therefore we are taking the name of Jesus and we have the same spirit that dwelt in him, the same Holy Spirit that raised our Lord and Savior from the grave after three days, that same power that same person in the Trinity of the Holy Spirit dwells in you as a believer and you have that same authority so that as the Holy Spirit directs you and you're obedient and built up in your most holy faith in him, you can go 
and lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You can speak to the disease and it has to be gone. You can speak in faith to your mountain and it will be moved. And it's all done in the powerful name of Jesus. And what's so funny is when when these things happened, when Jesus was on the earth and demons were being removed, the disciples were casting out demons in the name of Jesus, then you actually had you actually had some pretenders. You had some some of those folks that go, Well, we could do that, right? Uh, and 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 then later, when P, when the disciples, when the body of Christ was fulfilling that great commission after Jesus ascended, and and in the book of Acts, we actually get a story here, where in in the book of Acts, chapter nineteen, starting with verse eleven, it says, "And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul." so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. And here's what's funny. Seven sons of the Jewish high priest named Sceva. So these are known as the sons of Sceva. They were doing this, right? And it says, but the evil spirit answered them when they spoke to that evil spirit. The evil spirit says, you know, Jesus I know. And Paul I recognize, but who are you? (laughs) And the man in whom the evil spirit leaped on these sons of Sceva and they mastered all of them, overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. So this demoniac attacks these sons of Sceva. He goes gangster on them, that, that, that demon. He rips their clothes out, wounds them, sends them in the street naked, bruised, scratched up, jacked up. And here we have a perfect example of you can speak the name of Jesus. But in this, they were not followers of Christ. They didn't have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. They were just being pretenders. And you see what happens to a pretender. But hallelujah, you see Paul, you see Peter, you see the disciples that, like you say, even if his shadow was to pass over, people would be healed. Even if he touched a handkerchief and that, that became this uh, this anointing with a contact that that the authority was transferred into that so even just speaking the name of Jesus because again all authority has been given unto Jesus in heaven and earth and that same Holy Spirit dwells in us and we can speak it with the word just like when God spoke and said let there be light and there was light and everything came into being and was created by the spoken word of God. So what is it in your life today that you need to speak to and that you need to use the power and authority of the name of Jesus to speak over? 
What is it in your life? Have you been riding the fence as a mediocre Christ follower? Here's the thing I got for you today. I can't tell you anything but the truth. The truth was studi, and that truth is this. You don't compromise the word of God. If it says it in his word, then you believe it and you do it 100%. There is no compromise. So speak to the mountain in your life right now. Speak to the sickness in your life right now. Speak to anything that's in your life that is impeding your progress. If you got a sick child, if you got a sick spouse, if you got a sick mother, sick father, if you got a situation in your life that seems unfixable, guess what? We have a multiple choice test here. And in all those areas that I just covered, the answer is very clear. The answer is always Jesus. You apply Jesus to it, you can't go wrong. God will not leave you disappointed. You just got to have that tiny faith of a mustard seed and apply the principles that God has given us. Don't tread on that amazing gift that God has given us. Don't tread on the fact that Jesus was beaten and bruised for iniquities, that he was nailed to a cross, that he suffered the worst execution that can be given to a human being. Use that authority. Use what he has did. He has conquered it all. He's already carried the load for you. He's already defeated death, hell, and the grave for you. So you don't need to fight anymore. Quit fighting. Give up. Give it to God. Give in. Give it to God. All authority is in his name. All authority is for him to do that through you. Speak it. And here's the thing. Just like the old, sweet, childlike song that I was just singing yesterday with my three-year-old granddaughter, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong, you may be weak, but in your weakness, God will show his strength, so bring that authority, bring that power, Stop being the devil's punk and show him what's up. Put him back under your feet. And don't blame everything on him because guess what? We we can be the devil's advocate. Especially when we don't use that authority. So speak to your mountain today in the name of Jesus. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you have a sickness, I speak to it now. Sickness, be gone. You have no authority to be in this child of God's body. If you need a healing, I pray for your complete healing right now. If you need salvation by faith, receive Jesus right now as your Lord and Savior. Just say, come in. I believe you, Lord. And then mark it down. That's your new birthday. 
Thanks for joining me again. I love you, or I wouldn't be on this podcast. And until we meet again, be blessed. And may this message find you well, because that's right. You've been served the truth. We're studying.